Hello and welcome to another episode of Snapshots Made Yesterday Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow. It's a little ironic that I'm prepping this episode after uh, mowing today because uh, I'm talking to Ashley on the episode today and she has her own business, Best Nest Home. While I was mowing today, I came across a bird's nest, a cardinal's nest. But this is the second nest that I have come across while mowing. Each time, I've went over the nest and not destroyed it. That is a best nest home for those eggs. I hope you enjoy this interview. Hello, and today I've got Ashley with me on the podcast. Hello, Ashley. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing pretty well, pretty well. Uh, how are things out in your neck of the woods? Oh, weird COVID world that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. Things are good. So I'm in Knoxville, so I'm in East Tennessee. Um, things are honestly, it's it's crazy. I feel like things are like busier here than they would be. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are kind of like not socially distancing, not really going by the rules. So it's really, in a lot of ways, it's it's different. And in a lot of ways, it's just business as usual around here. Yep. How how quickly we like to get back to what, uh, what we usually do. Uh, here in Kentucky, at least as of this recording, we, we're still pretty closed. I mean, really. Yeah. And everybody around us is open. So it's it's like I'm, you know, sitting in the basement almost and looking around at what everybody else is doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it still feels a little bit like that here, but not as bad as some places. So what I wanted to ask you today, I guess it's actually twofold because yeah. uh, Ashley's she's a small business owner and with the whole COVID thing happening i know that had to have hit you in some ways but before i get to that what if you're not familiar with ashley's work she takes um and and repurposes furniture yes so if um if you've got some piece and it's really cool i really like what you do with that where so where did where did that um the love for the repurposing come from where did, how did that get started? Yeah. So, you know, I, I always was kind of arts and crafts focused. I have a musical theater degree. I've always been like very creative brained, um, you know, the analytical like science and math. And I don't understand that at all. Like <laughs> I'm sort of shocked that I run a business um, because the business part of running a business just like absolutely escapes me. Like every year when it's time to do taxes, I'm like, huh? Okay, cool. Cool. I guess that's okay. Uh, another like, fingers year. Crossed. Yeah. yeah. Another year. Fingers crossed. They don't stick me in Martha Stewart tax jail. Here we go. Okay. Right. Um, so I've, I've always been like arts and crafts focused, art focused, music, literature, that side of my brain is just like always lit up like a firecracker. Um, but it wasn't until my ex-husband and I bought a house, we upgraded from like a 1200 square foot house to like a 2,500 square foot house. Oh, wow. And, um, 
Oh, but he kept it. Don't worry. So I'm right back in a little house again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so all of our, our spare money went to closing costs and, and everything associated with that. And so I just, I had a very limited budget and I had a whole lot of house to fill up with stuff. So I started going to antique, uh, antique stores and estate sales and auctions and thrift stores and, and all that. And would just do, you know, a piece here, a piece there just for our own house. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward a couple of years, our marriage is a disaster. You know, I've, I had been a stay at home mom for years and I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? At the time, my kids were eight, six and one. Oh, wow. So I was about to be a single mom with three kids, a musical theater degree, and no job. Yep. So I just started thinking, what can I do? You know, I I have this, like, musical theater skill set, but I can't. That's not conducive to being the primary caregiver to three kids. Um, My work background, before I stayed at home with the kids and before I started furniture, That background was in like sales management. Um, I was the sales manager for a pretty big commercial flooring company. So I had like this weird, like construction minded Ah. operational management skill set. Yeah. But again, you know, when I was working, my, I only had my bigger two kids and I had, um, I had more childcare options available. So I, I, I had gotten a table from like one of those free sites on Facebook and I just, we weren't going to use it. So I put it on Facebook marketplace for sale and it sold in like 10 or 15 minutes. And I thought, huh, okay, maybe I can do this. (laughs) So I, I started doing just a couple pieces and seeing what I could do there. And over, that was probably about three and a half, four years ago. And I've just kind of honed it from there. Um, I've been really lucky that I, uh, maybe about a year, year and a half ago, um, I got in with Knox heritage, which is a, a huge local preservation society. And I got in with them, um, oh. doing like a workshop series. I was there like kickoff workshop at a place called the salvage shop, which the salvage shop, um, basically, takes things from houses or old commercial buildings that are getting torn down and they, they go in before the city or or whoever tears down the building. They go in, they grab some stuff out of it and they resell it in the salvage shop um, and then put that money back into Knox heritage. So they were doing like a, a workshop series and I got really lucky to know some people in the marketing department for them that reached out to me. So I kicked off their workshop series and in doing that because it was associated with Knox heritage and they're so big here. We did, I called it like my mini press tour. We went on like all the local news stations. And after that people were like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This girl paints furniture and she, you know, she can paint my furniture. And and so it's, it's grown from just, Hey, I wonder, wonder what this would be like to mainly now I do customs for other people. I don't get furniture and flip it as much anymore. Um, people bring me their furniture and I, I do whatever they ask of me there. And then I also, in a strange turn of events, 
Um, I do a lot of kitchen cabinets. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I started with my aunt. My aunt was selling her old house and they were upgrading to a bigger one. And, and she said, Hey, I know you paint furniture. Can you paint cabinets? And I thought, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've never done it, but I, okay. And I painted her cabinets. And then after that, I painted some more cabinets and that's really, <laughs> That has taken off. I'm getting ready tomorrow to start three kitchens back to back to back. So, oh wow, I yeah. So the the cabinets pay the bills, but the customs are kind of where I get to flex like my creative brain still. Right, and now you opened a little um, a little shop in the fall, wasn't it? So I'm not. So the the shop is existing. It's a a little store called not too shabby it's in south knoxville um and the owner is wonderful she's been in the community for years and years and years um and i had just gone into her store a couple times and sourced you know some pieces for clients a lot of people will call me and say hey i'm looking for a desk or i'm looking for a chest of drawers and i'll go out and find it so i'd, I'd gone to her store and I had sourced some stuff from there and we got to talking and basically all of my physical inventory is in not too shabby and in exchange um I don't pay any like vendor fees or rent or any of that um I'm like her in-house painter so when she gets a piece and she doesn't have the time or the desire to paint it. She sends it my way, and we just kind of swap out that way. So it's worked out really well. Nice. Um, well, yeah. in theory, <laughs> if anything was open, it would work out really, really well. Well, and that was that was my why I wanted to ask about the about your shop because you <clears throat> uh, right you opened it in the fall. Like, am I right, or has it been there for a while? So her, it's been there for years and years okay. and years. Um, but I went in with her for timing. Um, I went in with her like the f- late February, early March. And then literally like a week later, everything went code yeah. crazy. So <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I mean, the struggle is real. Um, I, that's, uh, I mean, I am, I'm extremely fortunate. I still have, I'm still working. I am working from home, but uh, everybody that has their own business like you, I mean, you've been hit, you know, that's a, that's, um, some added stress, but I guess, uh, silver lining it's, has it open, given you more time to do, uh, side jobs for people, the cabinets maybe, <laughs> Well, so, I mean, you know, I just, I sling paint full time. Like that is it, you know? So going into people's houses, getting their furniture, it's, it's all one and the same for me. So, um, when the COVID stuff started happening, I guess that was like mid March. Yeah. I actually got super, super sick. Um, to the point that I had every single COVID symptom and like red flag other than I had just traveled domestically. Uh, I had not traveled internationally. So yeah. at that point they wouldn't test me, but they, they said, you know, we're just going to go ahead and, and assume positive for you. So go ahead and quarantine. So I was like deathly, deathly ill oh, for wow. like two weeks. Um, 
And the official diagnosis was pneumonia and bronchitis in both lungs. But I mean, I had a, I had a very hard time. Um, so between that and then everything just shutting down, I didn't work for like seven, eight weeks, which I'm a person who has a really hard time resting and being still anyway. So like in a lot of ways it was good for me because I took on projects around my own house that I would have never done otherwise. Right. I repainted some stuff like of my own. I cleaned out a bunch of closets. I reorganized and redecorated. And, you know, it just, it was a really great time for me to just kind of refocus and do some stuff for me and for my house and hang out with my kids. Um, Because, I mean, when I'm working, Typically, the big boys are in school, but, you know, if it's summertime or if it's a break or whatever, you know, I'm still working. I have a, a workshop, um, in the, like, in the backyard. It's detached from the house. So, like, right now, like, my kids are inside and I'm outside working. So, it was a nice break from the day-to-day, from run around, from having, you know, all these crazy schedules with schools and sports and this lesson and that thing and it was it was nice in a lot of ways but it was also I didn't work right so right it was I was very thankful that I'd had a really great January February so I could kind of coast through March and most of April and then I sort of slowly started saying okay you can drop your stuff off or I can come get it we can do like you know, no contact sort of thing. Um, and then about maybe when it, I don't even know what month it is, I guess (laughs) late April, like what day is it? It's just day. I don't know. There's the weekend. There's no time today. Late April. I, I had, um, been working in somebody's dining room and, and, just kind of left her hanging for like two months while all this went on. So I, I finally went back and finished all her stuff. And from then to now, I've been just kind of amping back up and going back to pretty much full speed. Um, my youngest has asthma. So I've been pretty careful as far as, you know, I've not obviously oh, yeah. gone to like houses where I, I don't think the people have been distancing and quarantining and, and all that. Um, right, right. So I've been really careful, but I'm, I'm opened back up now. Knock on all the wood. Yeah. Please COVID don't come. All, all the Please repurposed, don't come back for me. Yeah. All the repurposed wood. Knock on all of that. <laughs> yeah. Let me run over real quick and lay on this dresser. I've been saying it. And help. It's funny because, you know, you've got that – you have the musical theater background, and um, I did theater in college. I I always loved theater, but I was afraid of doing any of it. Um, it was always the rejection, so I was like, nah, and I got into it big time in, in college. And so that whole not being able to sit still, I, I think that kind of comes with the territory of having a musical theater background. I could be wrong, but yeah, you do kind of move does. around a lot. <laughs> I do, and I'm I'm a recovering type A personality. <laughs> um, like if you watch 
watch the TV show Friends at all, like I'm a recovering Monica who is now like a pretty solid Phoebe. <laughs> um, like with three kids and three dogs and, you know, I blog for with you for Dollywood yep. and I blog for Knoxville Moms and I teach voice lessons um, for a nonprofit. Like I just I had to let go of a lot of my, my type A Monica and just kind of bask in all the Phoebe because in this stage of life, I'm, nothing's going to be clean. Nothing's going to be tidy. Like it's just, we're just kind of like hanging on. Yep. So I think the, the not being able to be still, even in all my like type B, just it is what it is attitude. I think that the last of the type A like, surging through my bones. <laughs> well, now, oh, and Ashley just touched on it. She is a Dollywood insider, um, which I've had many of them on the podcast so far. It's fun just kind of getting to know the backstories and also show kind of showcase that's not all that we do. It's not just <laughs> Dollywood. We do have lives outside of, um, unfortunately, right now, it literally is outside of the park, but. Oh. Uh, can't wait to get back for that one. Now, what would be your favorite musical if you can pick one? Oh, it's that gosh. dreaded question. I always ask a favorite, and I hate asking favorites. Ooh. Well, you know, I I tend to be like a little dark and twisty. Mm. Um, yeah, somebody asked me... Um, it's funny. I, I'm, my boyfriend asked me the other night, like you at 20, who, what was your type Ashley at 20? And I was like, um, let's see, could play a guitar, had a lot of emotional trauma, um, <laughs> very dark and twisty. Like if, if you had something that was wrong with you, I was like, Oh, I'm going to love you <laughs> into wholeness. So that was like 20 year old me. So I have a little like tinge for the dark and twisty. So my favorite musical, God. Oh, if you say Sweeney Todd, then ooh. <laughs> no, no, not Sweeney. I like Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a favorite. I mm, this is hard. <laughs> I love. I love Jekyll and Hyde. I'm a huge Frank Wildhorn fan. I think ah. anything that he touches is is just gold. Um, but I'm all a, a big thick. I love history. So I'm also, I mean, who doesn't love Hamilton? Like, I feel like that's such like a Sunday school answer. But like, I love Hamilton. <laughs> um, I what? love Jekyll and Hyde. And I love Cabaret. Like, I... Ah, yeah. I would be Sally Bowles in one minute, like no questions asked. I would jump on a plane and go wherever they needed me to go and be Sally in Cabaret. So I guess those are my three favorites. And I I have never – I've only seen uh, Cabaret locally. Uh, I've never seen an actual tour of it. I have never seen Jekyll and Hyde, but I've heard the music, and the music is – beautiful 
It's, God, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it is really well done. And of course, I've only seen Hamilton because I don't have the money for a nine hundred thousand dollar ticket right now. But it right, is, yeah. it is mm-hmm. coming to uh, Disney Plus, right? Oh, this summer, July third, so. July third, yeah. July third. Just I'm in so time excited. for all the celebrations. Oh, I'm nice. so excited! Now, and the other day, Ashley was uh, blasting out to Thoroughly Modern Millie. In uh, in her car, and that is that's probably other than you're in town. Thoroughly modern Millie would be my favorite musical. I would say I uh, love you're in town. So they Belmont. I went to Belmont in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, and they did that show. I want to say like a year or two years after I graduated, and I went back and saw it, and it was just, it was so good. I loved it. Um, and then, yeah, my senior show at Belmont was Thoroughly Modern Millie. But I was actually, I was Muzzy. I wasn't Millie. Oh, so, how cool. Yeah. But I still remember, I mean, you know, doing a show, like, you're so immersed in it for so long. Yep. Like, I know Muzzy's track. I know Millie's track. I know Jimmy's track. Yep. I know, like every, like, every single word from that show i can still remember it's like ingrained in my head so muzzy is such a such a fun character and if you haven't seen the movie thoroughly modern millie muzzy was uh that was carol channing in the movie Mm -hmm. so did you pull any carol channing into your i didn't because it was it's funny the girl that played Millie was actually had transferred in from a school in Florida. So she was actually older than me. I'm, I'm young for my grade. I started college at 17. So, um, I mean, I was only 17 for like a month, but (laughs) I was like the baby of like my graduating class. So I didn't do so much Carol Channing as I just tried to like, you know, hold, hold a posture that was maybe a little bit more elegant and a little bit more grown up than, you know, a 21 year old Mm -hmm. who had just gone out to like the dive bar the night before. Um, especially because the girl playing Millie was, I think she was like 23 at the time. And I was like barely 21. Yeah. So no, no Carol Channing. I can't even <laughs> do a good. Oh my God, I'm humiliated. But I just tried to do that. Oh, uh, I can't send help. Uh, it, uh, we'll we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. Yeah. Well, but that's the fun thing of. I mean, when I think about it, you know, theater in itself is getting to take take you take yourself, and then you portray. You know, you have to you portray a different character, and that's the fun part of it. And when you think about it, what you do with the, the furniture is kind of along the same thing. That it kind of gets to take on it it at the at the base, it's something. You know, it's a dresser from uh, J. C. Penney from 1983 or something. But then you take it and turn it into the 2020 version of something from 1913 or so, you know, like there's that, that's, uh, it's just interesting that we can, we, we not only can change ourselves, but we're changing uh, even our furniture. They just need to start singing, you know. (laughs) And this is where we tap dance. Um, You know, I, I do think that having, a musical theater background. I mean, I joke a lot. Like I'll, I'll say things like, Oh, I'm using that degree, huh? But 
I learned a, a lot of really valuable things that I think have taken me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm good at networking because that was one of the things that we were taught is it's all about who you know and who they know and, you know, hey, oh, yes. I'll do this favor for you if you can do this favor for me. And so the, the networking piece of performing has always stuck with me and it's proven I mean just incredibly helpful with opening a small business with really no idea how to open a small business right and the other part is I don't know if it's just because of my performing arts background I mean I danced from like four years old to graduating college I was always in shows was always doing that but I just I'm not really afraid to fail Like I graduated college, I moved to New York, I stayed for about a year and then I came back home to Knoxville and, you know, a couple people were like, oh, I thought you were going to get out of here as fast as you could. And I'm, (laughs) well, I did and it didn't work. So to me, failure is not scary. Failure is like, okay, I've tried every single thing I can try. And so now I can lay my head down at night and close my eyeballs and I don't have any what ifs. Um, yeah. And so that was the thing, like starting this business. I remember, you know, my, my ex-husband was like, you know, you, you, you can't leave. Cause what are you going to do? How are you going to work? How are you going to do this and that? And I'm like, well, you know, we may starve to death, but like, I'll just, I'll try it. Yep. Like anything is better than staying in a bad marriage or a bad relationship or, or whatever. So I'm not afraid to fail. Like I'll try to do what I'm doing. And if it doesn't work, then I'll never have a what if in my mind. And so I guess it's like this. People get so scared about painting a piece of furniture or, you know, sanding this down and staining this and trying that. But like, if it goes wrong, then just sand it down again and start over. Like, yeah, failure just is not scary to me. Failure is like, I did it. I tried it. It was not for me. So I left it. It's that. Yeah. It's that stepping stone of, well, that didn't work. Uh, well, let me go this way. <laughs> yeah, for Instead. sure. Yeah. I, and, and it is, well, do you think, I mean, I would say uh, this is just, uh, you know, me personally. Things that I do now uh, that I try, I would not have tried when I was 18, 19 years old because I would have been afraid either I was going to fail or I just didn't know enough and this stuff. Do you, I mean, have you gotten, if you look back, I would say you've gotten stronger in yours even if you oh, were yeah. if you weren't afraid to fail then you have really stepped i mean just continued to go down the path which is awesome i mean it really is yeah i think you know so much of it's funny cuz I, I sort of had this conversation yesterday just like a little piece of it but you know growing up so much of my worth as a human being, as a friend, as a partner, as a daughter was what I could do. 
So, so much of my identity was wrapped up in, you have to be this and you have to be that, and you cannot be this and you cannot be that, and you should lead with this. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, lead with that and lead with that. So I, I got really good growing up at being this seemingly perfect little package of, of just, you know, pretty and funny and talented. And here's my skill set. And I should do this because that's what's expected of me. And I should do that because that's what makes people happy. And I think everybody gets to a point where they're just like, this is not working for me. It's just not working. And I think it took me a really, really long time. Um, I mean, I would venture to say probably it, I mean, I was probably 30, 31. So it's been really recent that I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, this is who I am. And this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. This is what I will do. This is what I won't do. And like, take it or leave it. Yeah. The end. And I think there's not a whole lot of people at a young age that have that. I think it's just something that you get, you know, with a certain amount of of age behind your belt, I, which well, is unfortunate. Well, and I was going to say that's kind of I, I'll be 34 in, in um, July, and I totally agree that, it, that it's that whole you do kind of reach that point where you go, all right, I'm done with doing all <laughs> I, I I'm not, there's no need in trying to conform to what this person wants or what that person wants and this and that. But always be yourself. If you be yourself, be who you are, it's, it's just better that way. It's just easier. It is, and it just... You know, youth is truly wasted on the young. It is because all these things that we learn, we don't learn until, you know, we're like, I mean, I'll be 34 in August. So I'm right there with you. Like, we don't learn these things until we're older. But I mean, I guess, thank God we learned them in our 30s versus like in our 50s. Because I don't know that I have 20 more years (laughs) in me of like people pleasing. Like, I just don't. But it is, I mean, and it just kind of like, you know, with my business, like the pieces I do are not for everybody, but I'm not for everybody, you know, like, okay, you don't like this piece or like my price point isn't what you like or okay, like maybe there'll be something that I do at some point that you want. And maybe because that used to like devastate me when I would do a piece and somebody would be like, well, I wouldn't pay that for it. I'd only pay this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. But okay. Then there's something out there for you that you can find for that amount of money. It's not going to be my piece. Right. Sorry. Right. Well, cause you are, I mean, you as a small business owner and as a mom, you have a worth. And so everything right. that you do has a worth. And you are putting that heart and soul into everything you do. And you can't just, well, well, that uh, sure, this huge bed frame is just $2. You, you just can't yeah. do that. You know, you've got to be able to, uh, to see it. And I, I think there's a misconception sometimes of, um, of a consumer looking in. 
And that's the fault of other things, I would say. Because you can go to a store and you say, oh, well, hey, here's this huge piece and I can buy it for $25. Or I can go to Ashley and she's repurposed an older piece and made it look exactly like this, but she's asking $100 for it. Well, I'm just going to go with the cheap route and buy this. When actually, it would be better to have bought the piece that you did because it's made with, you know, it's it's local. It's yeah. made with love. There's more effort that's been put into it. It's actually, it actually is worth more. Right. And we we had we kind of fail sometimes as as giving the uh what's due, I would say. Yeah, and and you know, it took me a really long time to 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 make myself really understand and really like take it to heart and believe it and live it and whatever it that like my time is worth money. Yep. Um, whether that is ordering the kids a store-bought costume versus trying to make the same thing, or whether that is coming and getting your dresser and spending however long it takes doing it, like my time is worth money. And when I really, really, really wrap my head around that, I stopped underpricing my stuff. I stopped you know, making apologies and making excuses for it'll be this much and here's why. And I'm sorry, like it'll be this much period. <laughs> right. <laughs> the end. Like if you don't like it, you can find somebody else to do it. Maybe they'll do it cheaper and maybe it'll be a, a good job. Maybe it won't be. You get what you pay for. I don't know. Like, you know, so it took me a long, long, long time to get to that point. But now that I'm at that point, like I used to send like quotes out to people and then like sit and watch my phone and be like, Oh God, was that too much? Did, it, <laughs> did I do it too high? Did it, oh no. What are they going to say? Like, are they going to come back and be like, why would you charge that? And now like I just send a quote and that is what the quote is. And if they like it, okay. And if they don't, okay. And I'll just go on to the next thing. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's just fun. I'm not I'm not a small business owner, but I love that people are and I love what you're what you do and your pieces that you put out um because it always, you know, you look at them and they look simple, but they're not. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. Yeah. It's the same with I mean jumping back to musical theater. It's the same thing. You go and you watch a show and you go, "Man, that was really good." They they made that look so easy, you know, that tap dance number or something. And it's not easy. But when you make it look easy, that's the true uh that's the true value. So you, what what you put into your your pieces is really cool. I really like your style. I I like your style. Thank you. I I saw the one with the um one of the cabinets you had put up uh pictures there and they do look a lot better than they did, I will say. <laughs> it was definitely well, an improvement. <laughs> um, so b- before we go, I have to yep. ask the famous question that I ask everybody. Okay. First thing you're going to do when you get back to Dollywood. Oh, gosh. Um, shoot. That's hard. Uh-huh. You know, 
Hmm. First thing I'm going to do. Well, you know, I, I started dating somebody like sort of semi recently. It's been like a month and a half, two months. I don't know. He's, He's from Florida originally, and he has never been to Dollywood, and oh. he's never been to Slash Country. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to have to go, like, a weekend that I don't have the kids. We're going to have to go, and we're going to have to ride all the grown-up rides yep. because, you know, you can't do that when you got the kids. Yep. So it's it's kind of a tie between, like, taking my man friend to Dollywood for the first time and then – we're a splash country family. Like doll, I love Dollywood. I grew up going to Dollywood, you know, but like splash country is just, my kids love water. There's a, a big age difference between my big two and my little one. So right. splash country is where the big boys can go off and, you know, ride a couple slides and check back in, or we can go to the cascades and my little one can like wade in the water and they can go like to the deep end and swim around. So, you know, Splash Country is like a two or three times a week venture for us. So nice. I would say it's it's a tie between I have got to get these kids out of the house and off the Xbox and in some water before we all kill each other. <laughs> and taking taking Tyler to, to Dollywood for the first time. It's just it it will come down to timing on that one, I would say. Just how how everything falls in place on what's going to happen first. Yeah. Yeah, a good a good old uh water slide sounds pretty good. It, it it I'm just I'm dying to get out too, so. Yeah, yeah, it's just we've taken so much for granted, I think. Like that's that's probably my biggest takeaway from the COVID yep. is like things. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm in this relationship and we've never gone to a restaurant and had dinner. We've never gone to a movie. Like we've never gone to a brewery and like grabbed a couple of drinks at like happy hour and just like chit chatted. Like, you know, it's, it's like, okay, do you want to come over and make dinner? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to come to my house and make dinner? Okay. Do you want to come back to my house and make dinner? Okay. Like the things that we all took for granted yep. is just crazy to me. Well, but at, you know, at the same time, you're not, do you think you're getting more value out of your time spent since you're spending it in your own home, in the comfort of, of the home instead of going out and, and it being at a restaurant where there's hundreds of other people? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, oh gosh. I'm going to, Oh Lord. So <laughs> I've, I've, here we go. Here it is. Here's my whole life. Um, so I, I work alone. I work for myself. I work by myself. So we met on Bumble. Like I got on Bumble cause I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to meet somebody like in an organic way, unless they just like fall out of the sky into my backyard. Right. And I'm like, Hey, sir, you just uh, <laughs> parachuted down. Cool. You're, you're my boyfriend. So I, I got on, on Bumble and we, you know, we did the swiping or whatever you do. I was bad at Bumble. Cause after I met Ty, we, I would like deleted Bumble after like three days. So I was bad. <laughs> I, I did not do it right. But, um, or maybe I did cause here I am. But well, there you go. Yeah. So that was like our whole conundrum is he was working from home. He had been like really serious about like taking like quarantine stuff and, 
and I had two. And so I was like, how do we do this? Like, I'm not going to invite you over to my house. And like, I don't, I'm not going to come to your house. And he was like, yeah, I know. So like our first date, we met out at this, um, it's called Imes. It's like a it's nature trails and there's a big quarry. And we met at the quarry and sat in camping chairs, like six feet apart. <laughs> and I brought a bottle of wine. Like that was like our first date. But in that first date, we had nothing else to do, but like hardcore get to know each other. Cause yep. we were sitting in camping chairs, staring at each other. So I think that it, the, the time that, that we've spent has been way more focused and way more, I don't know, than it would be. Cause yeah, there's, there's no distraction right now. Like, yeah. Well, you were focused. Uh, I mean, you're focused on each other. You're not focused yeah. on where you're going next or, uh, you know, we're going to meet at what time and this and that. Yeah, it, no, we're going home because yeah. it's COVID. We're yeah. just, it's, we're good. <laughs> it's actually down to basics of, okay, there's nothing else to do but get to know each other and talk about being able to tell uh, whether or not you're going to get along. You're sitting. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. you two six feet apart. So, yeah, this is either going to work or it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really that it, it feels we we joke that it, it sometimes it feels like we're like we've been together for very much longer because like we've done nothing but just sit and hang out with each other. There's yep. been no distractions. There's been no trips. There's been no it's literally been like, well, hey, I don't have the kids. Uh, do you want me to come to your house for a change or like, hey. I'm going to cook dinner for the kids and I, do you want to come over? Like it's yep. literally been like the weirdest dating situation ever. But I mean, it goes the same way with like anybody, like anytime I see a friend out, um, you know, like at Walmart or something when I've got my mask on and I'm going to get whatever, it's like, how have you been? Yep. Hey human. So uh, it's yeah. the, the days when the days of hugging return, which they will, there's going to be a lot of hugging. There's going to be a lot of hugging. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really a hugger, so it won't be hugging for me, but like, I'll, I, I don't know. I miss, I miss hugging my grandparents. So that's, that's usually what I have in mind or my, my elderly grandparents. I'm like, I just, I can't wait to be able to visit with them again. So that's, yeah, that, that was... I have missed. That was very hard. My grandparents are old as well. Um, and they they watch my youngest for me for a couple hours um, here and there while I work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was none of that for like two months. Right. And it was so sad because we would like drive by and park in the driveway and they would come out on the porch and we would all stay apart and I'd roll the windows down. And, you know, the big boys kind of, they got it because they, they understand that right, right. my three-year-old had no idea. And so he would, he missed his, his grandparents so much. And, you know, my mom was here with me during my personal COVID debacle. So <laughs> she was kind of in like our, our quarantine circle anyway but even with her like we didn't spend a whole lot of time with her after I got better just 
to give her some rest and just to make sure that, you know, she wasn't showing any symptoms or whatever. And my oldest especially is just like, I mean, they're, they're best buddies. So he was like, you know, when can I go see Mimi? When can we go spend the night at Mimi's? Like it's, it's been hard definitely for that sort of interaction. So yes, I will give you that (laughs) hugging, hugging grandparents. Yes. But I'm not like, I'm not a hugger. Well, and, and then we'll, and I'll, I'll go that side. The, uh, even if it's not physically hugging, there's the, there's the hugging of being with each other because you're within, you're within it. You can feel it. It's there. And yeah, we're, emotional we're, hugging. Yes, we can emo- emotionally hug. The again. emotional <laughs> hugging when that is when that's allowed, and we'll, we will all be happy. Oh man! <laughs> well, uh, and then uh, what? Well, I was going to say something. Oh well, yeah. So the, with the with the relationship, I mean. I, I, Trial by fire is what I would say um, with everybody right now. Try, you know, people are stuck at home, so we're finding all different ways or getting to spend more time. I've I've been home usually in May. My job is incredibly busy, and I'm working at home, and it's Monday <clears throat> through Friday, and then I'm done in the evening. So this has been, for me, I'm just like, is this what it's like on a week night in may it's just incredible (laughs) yeah it's it's... a a rediscovery you know oh my gosh look at the sunset yeah i mean it trial by fire is funny because i i say that all the time he doesn't he's doesn't have any kids and so real quick you know with with covid being what it is there wasn't a whole lot of options for us other than like all right, if you're serious, I'm serious. Jump on in here, right. sir. Oh, well, Here's yeah. all these kids. So yep. it really has been a trial by fire. Well, but it's sure. gi- I mean, it's given you the opportunity. I mean, I would. It's given you the opportunity to skip like six months. Yeah, it has. And I, yeah, it, it really has. There's, there's no. And I think that's why, like, I really liked online dating because I had a very specific what I wanted. You know, I don't do well in like casual relationships. Like I'm not that person. Like I don't really date around. Like I, I, I find somebody and I try something with them. And if that doesn't work, then okay. But I just, I can't have like five irons in the fire. Like that doesn't, I can't, that's, I, I'm too scatterbrained. I would like be texting one thinking I was like texting the other, like, <laughs> I can't do that. So, you know, online dating was really great for me because you could just, I almost treated it like a job interview. Like if we matched up, okay, cool. Like I had all these filters in place at first. And then if I matched with somebody that was, you know, in my filters, then it was like, okay, what, what do you do? Like, do you have kids? How often do you see them? If you do, like, what's your relationship like with your ex? What kind of relationship are you looking for? You know, do you want more kids? Cause I don't like, what is that going to look like for you? You know? So I just, online dating was great because you get to ask all these questions that normally you can't ask somebody on like a second date. <laughs> Yeah, You know, you can't ask somebody like, so if you want to like lifelong this with me, cool. But like, 
are you okay with never having a child of your own? Like you ask somebody that on like a real life organic second date <laughs> and they're like, uh, what crazy lady? What answer but, do you want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. But you ask somebody that, you know, from behind a keyboard and it's, you get their real answer. It's not scary to say, yes, I would want more kids or I'd want kids of my own or whatever, you know? And, and there was no attachment for me, because I hadn't even met these people. So like, if you don't want kids or you don't this or that, or, you know, your job takes you to where you travel half the year and we would never see each other. Like, okay, that's not for me. Thanks. Have a good day. Right. So I don't know. I, a lot of people were like, oh gosh, don't do it. Online dating's awful. But for me, it really wasn't. I liked it. Every, for some, the seventy-two hours that I online dated, right there you I go. Because really well, yeah, and I was going to say it would not that it needs to happen, but if you know, like if you could see what it would have been like without it being during COVID, how different that would have been. Because this is almost it almost made it easier. It sounds like for it happening during this time, just. I mean, it worked, it, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> it did because nobody wanted to really get together. Um, and, and so it was, it, it did, it worked really well, you know, no, even like on all the dating, like the, the banner, like across the bumble was like, you know, please use this responsibly. You know, we're in a pandemic, mm-hmm. like this and that. So it really, I think queer as a lot of people with the dating apps, a lot of their feedback is like, Oh, I only met these like jerks who just wanted to like mess around and go or whatever. Um, you know, that was not an option. So I think that was probably, yes, definitely in my favor. Weeded through a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I weeded through (laughs) a lot because what can you do? Nothing. You can just talk to each other (laughs) because, Hashtag the COVID. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Ashley, I appreciate you coming on today and uh, talking with me for a little bit. Uh, if you want to follow Ashley, she you can find her on Nest. Um, her business is be, uh, is Nest, but it's at Best Nest Home. And that is it. it's the same on Instagram, right? Best yes. Nest Home on Instagram. Yes. So Nest was, so uh, just to kind of, people ask a lot, like, where did that come from? So um, when my older two boys were little, one of their favorite books was that Dr. Seuss book called Best Nest about uh, the two birds. Yeah. Um, the mama bird, well, the the husband and wife bird, I guess the wife bird, um, gets tired of their house and she flies around to all these different places. Like one's a boot, one's a mailbox, one's a bell tower. And for whatever reason, like, you know, with the mailbox, the mailman puts the mail in there and it like destroys her nest, whatever. So there's like a big storm and the, the husband bird is kind of like following her around this whole time being like, Oh my gosh, just come home. Like, and, and there's this huge rainstorm, he comes back home cause he's lost her and turns out she's, she's at home in their original house and she's laid an egg. And the theme through the book is I love my house. I love my nest and all the world. My nest is best. 
And so when I started this, I thought, you know, I just, my kids loved that book and the idea of like a mama bird was, was just cute to me. And the idea of, you know, wherever you are with your people, like that is home. It doesn't matter if it's a big house or a small house or a, a, you know, whatever, like where you and your people are and where all that love is like, that's, that's your home. So I tried to just do nest, but that was taken. And so it popped into my head like, Oh, best nest. Okay. And I tried that. So that was not taken. I like it. Thanks. Best nest home. And I like the, I like, I see, this is what I love about this. I, this, I've been able to f- get all these backstories of people that I normally wouldn't do. Um, yeah. Cause you know, we wouldn't, if we were, if you and I were in Dollywood, we would not s- just sit and spend this much time talking about your back. Uh, we'd be busy eating cinnamon bread and riding rides. Oh my so, gosh! Or walking around in the yes. thousand degree heat, yes. having a photo shoot. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so this is—I I just enjoy getting to know some little backstories, and that—that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So yeah, make sure you connect with with Ashley on Facebook and Instagram. Best Nest Home, and uh, maybe even order a piece that she will make herself. Well repurpose for you let's say yeah you don't want me making you some furniture that would cool you don't want me to make you furniture that would not go well that's that's That's... a different business yeah (laughs) yeah that is not this old girl Mm -mm. i can paint it for you but you don't want me building you anything trust me oh well thanks again ashley for coming on and hopefully we'll be seeing each other or at least other people at dollywood sometime soon Fingers oh, crossed yes. on that. Oh. Fingers crossed. I keep waiting. I keep waiting to hear. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm sure it's coming, but I I fully trust them to make the the right decision because I know they would do it better than I would. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Right now, I would just be saying, just let me go in and make sure all the rides are working. Don't let anybody You know, fun fact, um, I don't know if they still do it this way, but my very first job, I was a lifeguard at Splash Country. I think it had been open for like maybe two years at that Uh, point. And that was like part of our morning routine is we would come in and test all the rides out. They'd be like, Hey, you know, the mountain scream, people were complaining yesterday that it was like the fiberglass was like cutting their back. Can you guys go (laughs) down it and make sure it's not? And we'd be like, sure. Uh, sure. I (laughs) I guess that sounds great. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, so they actually—I don't know if they still do it that way, but well, somebody yeah, that was has part to, of your job. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to take one for the team at some point, so it may as well be them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, or it'd be like, "Hey, it's starting to lightning. Get in the lazy river and get all the tubes out." We're like, "That hooray!" Okay, okay. That doesn't sound like what we should. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm not scared at all. <laughs> that sounds great. Like everybody at the park is out. Like all the patrons are like staring at us, but sure. I have a raincoat on. Let me take that off and uh, jump in after this inner tube. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's always something. You learn something new every day. There it is. Oh man. Well, again, thanks Ashley and best of luck to you in your, your business going uh, this summer. I hope it, 
continues to stay strong and busy. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was fun. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And my son wanted to say, Howdy. I hope you have a good day. And again, thanks to Ashley for joining me today. Be sure that you uh, connect with Ashley uh, on Instagram, Best Nest Home, and Facebook, Best Nest Home. She's got some pretty cool work out there. And until next time, remember, those snapshots made yesterday are the memories for tomorrow. Thanks for listening.